This is Sparks of Attraction, your modern sex and dating podcast. With your host, Nick Sparks. On today's episode of Sparks of Attraction, community member Himalayan Hillbilly goes on a walking date with a woman he met on Hinge. Now, they had great banter over text, but it didn't really translate into real life. And then the problem came in when he starts to get insecure after she doesn't respond to his texts. This is a situation that we can all relate to if we've had any sort of dating experience. And this is how we coached him on what to do going forward. I hope you enjoy. I met up with this girl yesterday and we went and did this park date, which is whatever. Like I don't, it's not my, not my favorite. Obviously, like I said, my uh, normal go-to, like let's go grab a drink thing is obviously out the window right now because of the world sucking. But um, yeah, I mean, we've been texting like back and forth for like a week. Um, but she, you know, before meeting up, she was really concerned about COVID because she's like a nanny for two doctors who work at the hospital. Mm. Um, so she was like really concerned that I still go to the gym. And I was like, all right, well, like, how about this? How about I just go get myself COVID tested and I'll hold off and go into the gym for like a couple days, the weekend anyway. So it's not like I was going to go. Um, mm. So I went and got a COVID test. And then, you know, yesterday got the results. Uh, and then I would, you know, hit her up. I was like, hey, got the results, negative, let's meet up. So we went and grabbed some coffee, went to the park. Not totally sure uh, how, it, how it went. You know, it's just a, it's a totally different environment. It's like hard to get a feel for it. It's like sunny, there's kids running around, you know, there's all this shit. And so like later I, you know, I sent her, you know, a text and like, hey, it was fun meeting up. I'd love to get together again soon. She's like, yeah, me too. A couple of messages back and forth and then it kind of went silent and then, I don't know if you saw some of the message about it. Like I sent her one, I guess, kind of awkward text where it was like, Hey, I want to make sure like you're comfortable with me COVID wise, uh, if we're going to meet up again and then like got no response. And then I was like, sent a follow up thing for the guidance of uh, the wise mentors. Um, basically saying like, sorry, that was like kind of vague. I just want to, you know, really working out is really important, but I'm happy to like go to the gym and just work out outside. Does that make you comfortable? And then got like a very quick, just like, yeah, sounds good. And then, sorry, work is hectic. And then like a couple back and forth things about work. And then it's just kind of gone silent. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's just me being like insecure or whatever, or if it's like, I feel like I'm kind of getting a little bit sort of ghosted. Like it feels kind of like she's lost interest. So there's a lot of levels to of what's going on here. On, on one hand, like there's the date and what kind of chemistry you had with this person on the date. And the fact that the kind of date it was doesn't necessarily lend itself to, to assisting in that, that chemistry being built. And then you've got, on the other hand, the, the very real fact that she's, she's working in COVID times. She's like stressed from that got a lot going on like uh you know in her personal professional life and um as, as we all know when we get busy with that stuff it's really difficult to keep up on the the social dating side of things as well um and if i i could be wrong but i, I did check out the, the conversation that you're you're talking about in the forums and was it the case that maybe you weren't as empathetic to, to her being busy as you could have you know, we we've been texting back and forth a lot for like the last week, so I didn't really feel like it was like that out of character, versus mm -hmm. her just kind of lack of response. Something was out of character. I mean, you know, for the most part, all the times we've been you know talking, I like get responses like pretty much right away, consistently. So suddenly the fact that it's just like gone dead, didn't respond yesterday or today, kind of just like all right, this really feels like it's more of like a just like lack of interest on her part. 
totally. It's not like her work schedule got drastically more busy this week as opposed to last week that you're aware of. And it's just, it seems more like one of those classic, hey, just not interested, slowly back away type things. I guess. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I was, you know, I want to make sure like, if we're going to meet up, I'm going to be like kind of altering my fucking, I go to the gym and shit. So yeah. are we going to be meeting up again? <laughs> Otherwise, I don't want to bother with that. Uh, I think it's a safe, a safe bet that you can, you can start going back to the gym again. And, and maybe like, maybe against odds she really is just caught up with something but i i think this is just a case where nah the the date wasn't everything she was looking for and she just is backing away slowly so that that just brings our attention back to the date then and and again a, a walk through the park isn't ideal because in order for sexiness in order for chemistry to develop you really need kind of stillness you really need that kind of space to, to let it start to breathe. And if you're always moving around, especially if it's chilly out. I mean, for the most part, we were like sitting on a bench and kind of chatting. Oh, okay. So, well, well, right there, like who cares about what she thinks? Like are you, you're, I mean, yes, we care about what she thinks, but in terms of this right now, like it's, it's your impression and your uh, opinion. That's, that's more important to me. So when you were having, you know sitting on this bench chatting with her getting to know her like how much chemistry were you feeling both like platonically and romantically decent amount i don't know um getting coffee was a bit of a mistake because it always makes me kind of jittery wish i hadn't done that it's i have a, I have a hard time judging this kind of shit when it's not like we grab drinks because usually my go-to thing is like you go out grab drinks usually like relatively quickly like we're making out and we go back to my place and fuck when those things don't happen, I kind of just sit here. I'm like, I have, I have no judge of whether this went well. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let's let's look at it more objectively. Personality, because without the alcohol, without the bars, without the, the the usual things, without the things usually progressing like they normally do in non-COVID times, everybody's standards get much higher, and it becomes much more dependent on how real of a of a connection do you actually have. So we can just go one by one. If you had to rate on a scale of one to 10, the platonic chemistry, where 10 is like your best friend, you guys just talking, holy crap, it's been three hours. It felt like 30 minutes. Um, that's like a 10. Whereas, you know, zero being, I can't stand this person's company. I, I wish this date would end as quickly as possible because every word that comes out of their mouth is annoying. Me. Like, where would you rate your personality chemistry on a scale of one to 10 with this person? Maybe like a seven, six or seven. I don't know. Six and a half. Let's just go six and a half. Which, yeah, it's not that great. Again, normal times when people are just dating for fun and like the standards aren't as high for who we're actually spending more time with, six and a half might be enough to, 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 to hook up. But usually it's not even going to be enough to, to want to see that person again for a second date, especially if the, if the sexual chemistry is really rocking. Well, six and a half is going to be enough on the personal chemistry to, to do some stuff. But let's let's go ahead on um, sexual chemistry. Whereas 10, it's like, oh my God, your heart's like, you're just beating faster the closer you get to this person, this super intense um, desire to like wanna, wanna be on them and to, to feel them next to you. Um, it's just like burning you alive and you can barely think about anything else versus this person does not trigger any sort of emotion, additional emotion in you whatsoever. 
Where would you put that on a scale of one to ten? Honestly, like a nine and a half. Wow. Well, how much? Well, how much were you able to to really communicate that? And going back to the conversation, um, well, we had, so part of it was like, you know, she. I feel like I had to pull that back a bit because, like, she was very clear. Like, said several times, like, she does not want to like hook up on a first date. Like, when we were texting, anytime I kind of made like more sexual flirty joke she kind of like shut it down she's like i just want to be clear we're not going to hook up on the first day and i was like yeah no i got it clearly some like sensitivity there so i was you know like i'm like i don't know where the fucking line is here and and i think this is where uh harvey came in beautifully on this the other week in one of our conversations where where nick why we were talking to nick why about getting more sexual being more sexual on his dates and harvey made the point that one of the most common things guys do wrong when it comes to like wanting to up the sexuality is that they, they do so with their words. They start saying increasing more sex, increasingly more sexual things, or they, or with their, 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 their physical, they, they physically, they get more touchy. And this is absolutely never the point where you should start um, upping the, the, the sexuality when you really think about pushing that level, uh, that, that thing higher. And, and the first thing you do is essentially, as Harvey said, you sacrifice the some of the platonic connection. You sacrifice some of the conversation because you are essentially getting lost in your sexual feelings for this other person. You're essentially letting yourself go into a trance of checking out this person and enjoying that 9.7 or whatever of, of sexual feelings. And again, you're not staying or doing anything inappropriate you are just you're upping the the level of sexual energy in this by simply getting lost getting into a trance-like state with your own sexual feelings for this woman to the point where like you know you miss something she said and you're you're like i'm sorry i i i wasn't paying attention because i was just and then saying something as as vulnerable as you can about like what you're actually feeling about how good she looks like I was just staring at you. Um, I'm sorry. I just I couldn't help but look at your, you know, your legs look really good right there, and I couldn't help but but stare. And again, you're not like saying, "Hey, let's hook up on the first date." Nothing like that. But you're still like starting to push that that sexual energy where if it's going to have a chance, where where you know to the chance to the point where she wants to feel it, that she wants to experience with it, not being inappropriate, not crossing any boundaries still making it a lot sexier how much of, of that was going on on your date i don't know probably not a ton and, and why not what would what would hold you back from saying oh my god i'm madly attracted to this person sitting in front of me let me just check them out for a moment and and enjoy this like all these sexual feelings that they're inspiring in me uh, i'd say probably it was a couple factors one it was kind of just like her you know, ahead of time, all those things like kind of shutting that kind of stuff down kind of put me on edge as well as just like the setting, you know, it was like bright, sunny day. Just like <laughs> I actually went on a date at a park, um, bright, sunny day. Families are around. It was incredibly difficult to get a sexual vibe, although this was back during the start of COVID when I wasn't even like good at this stuff yet but i did notice that the vibe was way more platonic and also that when i tried to get more sexual 
it was like scaling a huge wall of her being guarded and not wanting to go there. So the time of day definitely factors into to how sexy you're going to feel. But but also you had a you had a big old uh, assist on your side in the form of her of you being attracted to her at like a nine point seven level. Like if I'm a, that attracted to someone, then it's going to be easier for me to to feel it regardless of the time of day. If I'm that madly attracted to someone, that's going to be that's going to make it easier for me to tap into those be with those feelings. It, I, I could be wrong. It sounds like even more so her kind of prepping you. And then again, not taking away for the time of day, because that definitely matters. But it almost sounds like her kind of prepping you with this, like, oh, I don't hook up on a first date. This kind of no sex, no sex, whatever rhetoric she was giving you before the date kind of played as much, if not more, into kind of you feeling a little less confident about this stuff going into it. Is that right? Yeah, probably. And that being and then it's like yeah I, I get it she's like no like not sexual not sexual not sexual and it's like we want to respect that of course we don't want to cross any of her boundaries but that's why i think it's important to highlight the distinction of just this first step of of taking things to a more sexual place is you're not doing anything to her you're not impressing anything upon her you're not coercing her you're not there's no None of her boundaries in terms of what she's comfortable with and uncomfortable with are, are being crossed. What you're essentially saying when you are just checking her out, just um, allowing yourself to let the, the conversation lapse every once in a while to really enjoy all those feelings. What you're saying is, hey, you've got, you know, your rules. I mean, you know, you got your boundaries and that's totally cool. I respect all those. At the same time, I'm still going to be a sexy motherfucker. At the same time, you I'm, as well, I'm respecting your all your boundaries. You cannot change the fact that I am a man who is very comfortable with his own sexuality and his own sexual feeling. And and you know, and if still you're not into that, that's super cool too. I'm still going to be a sexy um, person regardless of of that. And we can you know have a good have a good day I, I do that but i'm still going to be attracted to what i'm attracted to i'm still going to enjoy the feelings that like are are happening in my body that have been created by nature or the universe or whatever and and you know with complete respect to your boundaries at the same time you see like that just that that dichotomy of how your sexuality is still yours and completely separate from hers and you simply enjoying it is not impressing anything on her in any way yeah for sure I don't know anybody else have have any of this any other thoughts on this since i feel like i've spoken up i did want to talk about the text in between because the way that like it looked like this to me. you guys had a date and it went you know however it went then you were texting after she was responding very quickly uh i like i remember looking at it and i think there was you know an eight minute gap a two minute gap a one minute gap at one point she even responded instantly and then she didn't respond to one of your texts. Then two hours later, you sent, this is where I thought it kind of went off the rails a little bit. You sent then out of the blue two hours later, hey, just want to like make sure uh, if we see each other again, like that I'm doing everything that's okay with COVID for you. That 
to me felt a little bit like, uh oh, she didn't respond for two hours and I don't want to be wasting my time. So let me just blurt this out. Hey, like I want to go to the gym. Basically, basically what you said, uh, at least in that message that I read was, Hey, I don't want to waste my time. So let me know if I can go to the gym. again. I think that's like an okay message to send. Like the content is okay. But then she like responded, whatever you guys had a little bit of a conversation. Then she started getting very short and, and slow with her text. Normally, I would have said, yes, this is a clear sign of disinterest. I mean, everyone's seen it. I've done it. I've, I've had it done to me. You know, the date goes fine and you just kind of try to slowly ghost. And you don't really want to deal with the conversation. That isn't necessarily what I read here because she told you exactly why she wasn't responding. And she sent a message that everyone who's been busy at work while someone's been texting them has sent, which is just, hey, yeah, sorry, uh, work is crazy, right? And then she even said, she sent some long thing. You were like, oh, what's going on? She said, like, kids are crying, throwing up, screaming, yelling, running. And it took her a while to respond to that. But, and then I think you just kind of took that as, oh, shit. Well, she took two hours to respond. To be honest, I didn't, I, I didn't take that as a bad thing. I took that as actually kind of the best response she could have given you. If she would have given you, oh, yeah, sorry, I've just, you know, or, oh, yeah, I've just been watching TV. Well, okay, well, now she's ignoring the product. But she just told you exactly what was going on, which is that there's a scene where she's at a house, she's a nanny for two kids, and they are screaming, crying, shitting themselves, and peeing on the floor. That sounds like an awful scene. And the fact that she couldn't, like, respond to you in that time isn't a bad thing. Where I think the only place that I think you went wrong is that you then kind of ignored that internalized it and then tried to keep the conversation going a little bit i think she expressed like when she expressed kind of a clear emotional message of hey i'm super busy right now and let me describe this chaotic scene for you the move there would have been to understand what she's going through which is literally kids running around screaming and crying and you want to take take yourself as a stressor off of her so something like, hey, totally get it. Good luck with that. Like, we'll text you later or something. Then she looks at that and she smiles and she goes, this guy gets it. Like, he, I just told him he, I was super stressed and he said, let me know when you're not stressed. Instead, though, you kind of tried to keep the conversation going a little bit. She just probably felt like she wasn't really being heard. And uh, not that you did it on purpose, but it's just a good thing to remember to really read the words that someone says to you, especially when it's work-related because, I mean, I've been on the other side of that where, like, I've been texting with someone and then I get slammed at work and I don't respond to them for a while. Either they'll double text or they'll send, and you didn't do this, but, like, they'll send a snarky, like, oh, so did you forget about me type thing? And I just got incredibly frustrated by those because it's like, I just told you I am very busy at something that pays my bills and I have known you for three days. Um, anyway, obviously you didn't mean to do that in any way, shape or form. When you start to feel that nervousness of like, is she ghosting? Just taking another second to read the content and try to put yourself in her shoes as to what she's thinking in that moment. And I think in this instance, it wasn't as bad as you made it out to be 
because you thought it wasn't a big deal, like you were like, oh, she, you know, she's at work, but who cares? She can text me. I think that, if anything, might have driven her away a little bit. And what would you say is like the best way to re-engage from here? Yeah, I think from here, like the, the number one thing I would do is let it breathe, which I think you've been doing for the last couple of hours. She might reach out. I would I would give it at least 24 hours. And then if or when something relevant to what you guys have been talking about and flirting about before, if something like that pops into your head, you can send, hey, just saw this and was thinking about you, like hope work went better. That Something like that, that would be my request. It goes back to like one of my general standby rules is if you mess up in any one particular area, like for guys who are just not sexual whatsoever, but she still likes them, she still thinks he's a great guy, but she's kind of getting off that train like what he needs to do is overcompensate for what he did wrong in this case it was being asexual so he needs to really express his his sexuality to her about how she makes him feel as as like overdo it more so than we would advise in a normal situation in this case thing was just not giving her enough space kind of doing that thing that we all do sometimes where oh we didn't hear back in as much time as we normally hear and then we get into our head and we send something to overcompensate and it starts to just push them away even more the the way to overcompensate here is definitely more space like airing on the side of of just giving her as much breathing room as she could possibly want and when she does re-engage and you do get it back going like just making sure you do not make the same mistake again. If she gets busy with something and she's not as responsive for a period of time, you don't give a shit. You don't care and you're not adding, you're not putting your stress about it onto her for her to have to deal with in addition to whatever else she is. I think if this is going to be one back, it's going to just you demonstrating to her that, hey, you slipped up once, but you're overcompensating to let her know that that won't happen again. All right. Well, and I didn't blow it too much um, or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like the thing in the back of my head and just like, ah, she's, she's over it. She's not interested. You probably lost a couple points, but I don't know if it's terminal. Here, I think your instinct of if you start to feel fading emotions in text between date one and date two, I don't think you're wrong for assuming that. It's just that here, she gave such a specific, explicit description of what was making her respond slow, which was, I think she literally said, kids running, screaming, crying, throwing up. If it was like, oh, yeah, sorry, we should out walking the dog. You're like, all right, well, four hours later, that's you know, not a great sign. It, it seemed clear, at least from the text, that she actually did have something that was making her like slow to respond. And then I think under you could have gained some points if you were understanding of that. If you come in with like good energy in your next text, like I think there's a good shot that that she'll be back into it. Yeah. And you would say the next follow-up text if I don't hear back in a few days, just something like, hey, blah, blah, blah. I hope work's going better or some shit. I would have more substance than just hope work's going well. You might not you might even leave out like I'm I'm torn on whether you want to leave out work. Because it was clear that you were kind of like dismissive of it a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, I would come, I would, I would have a text that, that was started off with either an inside joke or some, just something random that you saw that you wanted to share with her that's interesting. And then you could end it with like hope work is hope work has calmed down. I'm, I can see both sides. Hope, hope, hope work has calmed down feels way different than to me than hope work is going well. It seems more of like acknowledging what she was saying before, which is a good thing if it wasn't acknowledged. 
um, in the past. And it's, it's almost, yeah, then you could say it's a good thing, but also not even wanting to ruffle those feathers and keeping it on a, on a, on happier subject could be, could be better. I think I, I would actually say it. I would, I would, again, making up for it. I would say like, I hope work has calmed down to acknowledge like what you, what was unacknowledged before. I think that's right. Want to approach it empathetically as well because you didn't have an empathetic approach before and going in with more empathy more understanding she's gonna read that in the message and go oh you know now he understands it was a little difficult for me and she'll enjoy that i actually said earlier on the forum you know you want to be someone she's comfortable de-stressing with so being that rock for her, being someone that she can go to and be like, oh, my day was just so horrible because of this and that. And you can go like, oh, that sounds terrible, you know, and just be there to take that on. You know, it's one thing for me to say, well, you got to give her more space. You got to. That was a mistake. But I think he really just kind of went back to the root of it, which was this where when you read it, you read it as, oh, like I'm losing this girl. She's fading. I, I should send some other text just in case like I'm, I'm losing her and she's fading. Whereas when Harvey read it, the sense he got is, no, this is good. This is the best possible thing that she could have sent. And you don't have any and you're good, like you're golden. Um, So I, that's I guess that's my question, which I think this is really, you know, this is the, the thing that we want to root out so that it doesn't pop up again in future interactions is. Why did you guys both read the same thing so differently? Um, and, and why was your interpretation um, more on this this negative bent that made you react uh, in this way? I don't know, because I've had that shit happen before. So I think it just kind of triggers me in that way. Like, oh, here we go again. So what do we do about that? Because it's normal, right? If people have had these similar experiences happen to them in the past, then it's super, super normal for them to say to, to to see something similar to it and say oh there's that thing i better respond as if that thing were happening typically whenever people do this in any way shape or form that it pops up and when they're essentially taking out you know their 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 the, the past pains on future people it usually ends in, in those people being single for a while and i'm not saying that this thing is of the magnitude that some people's is that that causes that this is a much more minor version of it still it's a it's a version of it like how can we make it the case so that can not carry that weight of those past times it's happened and approach every single one with this fresh perspective. Like, how do we do that? Oh, you tell me. Right? Damn it. <laughs> I can't think of a concrete example right now. Probably been a minute since I was doing this in a, in a dating space. But when I think back on the, the times when I have like maybe carried some, some negative thing from another person, it's all about what what really is that pattern that that snapping into that oh shit here we go again let me react as if this is happening is we're trying to escape the emotional experience that we're going through right now at that very moment whereas when that starts to happen when that thing starts to remind us of those past events we are now getting hit with all of the pain from those past events every single time that someone ever like you know didn't want to see us again after a first date Security that 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 all of those shitty feelings just really come racing up to the surface. It's not this situation that we're really feeling right now. It's all of this shitty, and that's why it it 
feel so compulsive to like, we got to make these feelings stop. Let me send that extra text that's going to get her to respond to just say that everything's okay and make these feelings stop. Um, but as always, that's just like the classic trick. That's the classic thing that we're trying to kind of reverse here just in another form. And so I think the real key here is looking forward to a time when something like this starts to happen, even if it is completely her saying, hey, I'm not interested in the second date, which didn't sound like this situation was. But any situation, even if it is the case, that's remotely like that. Look forward to that because that's going to give you a chance to, instead of reacting in that moment, instead of doing whatever you're that autopilot thing that your brain wants to do, um, this is the time when you got to like, it's going to suck and it's going to be shitty and it's going to be painful, but you just got to do whatever you can to, to focus on, to feel, to be with all of that shit that's coming up, all those crappy whatever feelings, deep breath, obviously your best friend as much as possible through all of this until those feelings start to dissipate, until those feelings start to go down. Now, when you go back and read those texts, you're going to be able to say, well, okay, well, maybe this is a little bit different or shit. You know what? This person is leaving up. It's feeling crappy again. And you got to, you got to just work your way through that mass of, of shit that comes up for you. Is that helpful? Uh, yeah. Anybody else want to add to that or subtract from that adding something that i've definitely struggled with is the idea that i can change the outcome so to speak i think a i think a good example that has helped me think of it is if the relationship between the two of you is a train and that needs fuel like really the easiest way or really the only way is in person and sort of with your guys is natural chemistry, both platonic and sexual, that you know, you you notice that the steam's going down, you're slowing down, and immediately to Nick's point, the brain starts thinking like, oh shit, oh shit, let's add fuel to the fire, let's do everything we can to sort of get that train up and running. And I think for me it's been a realization, which is a hard realization, is that the train is sort of doing its own thing and there's really not much from a quote-unquote strategy standpoint that you can do to change that. It's really dictated by your the chemistry, by the vibes that both of you had coming out of the date. Like if the girl liked you and the girl had an amazing time, really wanted the second date to happen, that she would work with you. But if she didn't, then I feel like it's an uphill battle no matter which way you put it not that it's your fault it's not anyone's fault it's just sort of is what the chemistry is right all right well for sure what do you think yo billy i don't know it might just be that there wasn't great chemistry to begin with i don't know i felt like they were, we were kind of running into like a little bit of weird territory actually before we met up the first like week or so when we were texting was I feel like I kind of got in my head even beforehand when we were talking about like what her work schedule is like. She works like seven days a week. And so I was like, fuck, I don't even know how this is supposed to work. It's some chick who works seven days a week and is super COVID conscious. So I feel like it started to create some distance there even ahead of time. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Sounds like almost not even just the personality chemistry, but like the logistical chemistry. You could say just wasn't great between and six and a half might have even been a little bit generous but it sounds like your your sexual attraction to this woman was so sky high that you you still wanted it to be 
more than that, which is super understandable. And who knows, maybe if you had expressed your sexuality in the way that we talked about a little bit more on the date, that would have been enough fuel to, to get it through. But it sounded like between the logistics, between the personalities not being an ideal match, it sounds like you were you were fighting an uphill battle already. Look, dating during COVID is hard, but we make it even harder by taking other people's stress and blaming ourselves for it. Here, this woman was dealing with screaming children and didn't have the time or energy to text back quickly. Instead of understanding, Hillbilly basically stopped reading the words in the text and took it as a direct reflection on him. Usually it's good to take ownership, but here it just didn't seem warranted. What you heard today is only a small part of the conversations that happen in our community, where guys ask about everything from fizzled messaging to deciding if a woman is the one. Been hitting the walls with your online dating? Still not sure how to express your sexuality in a confident, attractive way? Visit sparksofattraction.com backslash podcast to see how you can join the conversation for free. Still on the fence? Check out As You Are on Amazon for a top-rated dive on all the basics you need to transform your dating life.